0: Welcome to Cracking the Code. My name is Ryan Skinner. Today, I'm with Chief Bob Rufo of the Woburn Police. Welcome, Bobby. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Thanks for having me. Bob and I have an interesting backstory. So he's a good friend today. i have given him a little advice on his retirement plans. He sent me some clients. But when we first met, Bob's role was to arrest me. He was a narcotics detective. I had a problem with narcotics. And uh, that's how we first met. And the reason we formed a bond, it's kind of an unlikely bond, but I'll never forget the day I'm sitting in a cell and I'd just been arrested for the umpteenth time for possession of drugs or, or whatever it was, whatever nonsense that addicts, alcoholics do. You walk by the cell, you said, We're going to get lunch, you know, we're going to get you some lunch. And I said, Don't even look at me. I'm, I'm a junkie. You said, there was one perfect person we crucified. Him. And it was the first time anybody looked at me in the eye in ages like a true man, let alone a cop. I mean, to be very honest with you, you hear so much about people complaining about the cops. The cops around here are the reason I'm alive today. So uh, first of all, thank you. And, and secondly, Bob, I have watched you kind of climb up the ranks. One of the biggest things about this podcast is teaching other guys who go through real life shit how to be successful. And I, I think people see that you know now you're the chief of police and you, on paper it's all the success, but life wasn't always easy.
1: No, it's it's a struggle. Perseverance and dedication.
0: Yeah, Thanks. I mean, over the years, I mean, you were detective and you had a lot on your plate. I mean, because there, were, there weren't a ton of detectives in Woburn. And the ones that were there had a lot of things going on with narcotics. And then, I mean, on top of it, you know, like most of us, you know, you're married, divorced, you're a father to a young daughter, and that's never easy. No, it isn't. It it gets easy when they get older. I I, I wouldn't know.
1: She's my best friend.
0: Well, yes, she's getting older now.
1: 30, she'll be 30 in September.
0: That's awesome. So I I have an 11 year old at home. She thinks it's a democracy. I told her (laughs) it's the kingdom of ryan She told me it's the kingdom of Mom. She's probably right. So, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about a couple of things was, you know, what do you think? helped you to get to where you are in your career? Because in a job like yours, I've known you a long time, so I can say this. Oftentimes you'll see po- people that are political climb up the ladder, but very rarely do you see what I would call a, a street guy. What I mean by it is a, a guy who's just a cop's cop or a guy in my industry. I always say I'm a blue call finance guy. Somebody who's down to earth climb up the ladder, because usually you have to be well smooth you were never that guy. What do you think? Guy you
1: well, I mean, I, I think it begins from childhood. The obviously the upbringing that I was lucky enough to have um, the encouragement always to you make yourself better coming out of high school, you're going to college and, you know, education is certainly in the eyes of the beholder. It worked for me. It's been very, very good to me. Very rewarding. It, it not necessarily is the route for everybody. It certainly did work for me, but I was lucky enough at 21 to become a police officer and, um, I realized at at a very young age, a goal that I didn't know if it was ever going to be attainable. And um, with that, you know, as I said, perseverance, it's like, well, I loved going to work. And it it has, I I started year 40, June 8th, and I have loved going to work my entire career. And part of that, my luck in success is that I have loved what I've done.
0: It's funny you say that. So people ask me, you know, what do you think made you have the success you've had? Because obviously where I was, it, you know, me at the bottom, you know, a dozen years ago, I was a full-blown heroin addict that I spent a little time in jail. And I always say I've never had a job like I get up. This is my purpose. Like this is something I enjoy doing day after day. And I tell people, if you're waiting for Friday every week, like I can't wait till Friday and then find something else to do. Right. Like, I you're, agree. You're in the long free. I, I tell journey.
1: that to me. I've never worked a day in my career. Yeah. I've loved it that much. And that that adds to
0: success. And, and I can attest to that because I've been on every side of the law with in Wilbur during those times that I can tell you to love it. That's what it takes to help people get better. Absolutely. Especially when you would dealing with drug addicts and alcoholics. You have to genuinely like what you're doing and care about helping people because if you're just in to bust people's balls, you can give people a high time. You're not going to get fulfillment and you're not going to rise up because people are going to be known for somebody who's not a good guy, not good to people. right. And that was that was never you. I mean, the one thing. Everybody I know, anybody who's been arrested back in the day by you when you were on the street doing it, they'd be like, ah, he was a good guy. He was solid. He treated me with respect. And I think for me, we were just talking about the court system now. Um, I'm involved somewhere at the courthouse with one of the projects they have for addiction. And I look around and I'm thinking, thank God I was an addict when I was because now it's easy. You can walk out. You can go in there with a bunch of stolen goods. You have a serious charge, and they'll let you go on personal recognizance. And these people are dying out there because – there's no rules. There's, right. I mean, it's insane. I can't imagine being a cop right now where you work your back. So first of all, it's a hostile environment. I mean, I always say anybody who wants to defund the police. Wait till somebody comes through your window in the middle of the night. You know? right. But that being said, all these, you know, all these times that people are going into court, they're not doing them any favors. It's gotten so soft and, and so many people are going out and they're a victim of their own bad habits. and, right. and, and well, I, I
1: think one of you, one of the reasons that you were able to be as successful as it, we met at a time that you were receptive to it, too. So you have to be receptive to that opportunity. And that phrase that you spoke of 40 years ago when I come on the job, Chief Leo MacLean. there were 14 of us that were being appointed in the city council chambers. And he said, just remember everybody here, there was one perfect person in the world that was Christ and we crucified him. I never forgot it. And, yeah, I remember that, obviously. But again, you know, having said that to you, you were receptive at that point. You said, you know, m- maybe somebody you said, it's time. Maybe I do have an opportunity here. So there are some people very receptive to it. Those are the ones that it's easy to help and to offer assistance to. And then there's some people that have not reached that point and aren't receptive to it.
0: Yeah, I, I look back and I guess I was receptive at the time. It didn't seem even possible. And I think what made it possible, I always said the people, the community I was in in Woolburn made, made the decisions for me. The courthouses decided I was going to be held in jail. Then I was going to go to a court alternative program. I wasn't going to just go home and have freedom. Um, the police decided they were going to push it enough that I was held in jail. And when it came down to some charges, they could have pushed harder. And, and I remember my probation officer who hated my guts at one point. But came around, Mike came around and he went to to the judge. He said, If you find this guy guilty, because I was getting taken guilty, no time served, no more time, because I was so afraid of going to jail again. And he said to the judge, If you do this, he'll never be able to go back in his career because it'll ruin his licenses. And this guy went to bat and then he went to the police officer who was in the courthouse at the time and said, You okay with this? And they said, Yeah, as long as he keeps getting treatment. And that was how it was. It was a community that surrounded me and said, If you keep getting better and you keep going to treatment, we will help you. And I think that's a lost thing nowadays. I think it's still very common. Police are willing to do it. I think there's just some sort of disconnect between the police, the programs, and the courts. Um, there has to be accountability. Right, well, I mean,
1: and the, that assistance can never stop. You know, the the perception, okay, I'm doing fine. I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. It, it never ends. I think it's a lifelong process and a continuance. I, I need that constantly, that reaffirmation, And the support will always be there because not everybody has great days every day. Even you might love your job every day. There's going to be a day. It's like, I really, really don't feel like being here. And that, that might be a day that you might be looking to someone. I might need a little help today to get through this.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I will, I'll say this, my life hasn't been linear since I got sober. There was ups and downs, there were peaks and pits, there were relapses early on. There was, it wasn't easy. But the thing was, I could always pick up the phone. I mean, I, I pick up the phone and call you at least a couple of times a year, at least. I call Ben at the courthouse a couple of times a year. My like with... Old Faithful, usually at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I Sorry. call. I do. I call every Thanksgiving and Christmas to say thank you because I'm not foolish enough to believe I did this alone. Um, the whole reason we put this program together this is my business itself pays me a good job. and I like what I do, but I wanted to contribute to, there are a million guys out there going through, whether it's a midlife crisis, <laughs> like you talked to about the car, um, whether it's <laughs> drug addiction, Depression bipolar. And a lot of people out there feel so alone and they don't realize it's a team sport. Like you don't have to do this alone. And I think so many people see people with some success and they think that they kind of have it figured out. And I it really hit me what made me want to start. This was two years ago. I was pulled into my driveway. Inside my daughter, my stepdaughter, my wife, a house, it's nice. I have a nice warm car, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, I just want to die. Like I've got everything I've asked for, God's give me everything in the business. Everything I've asked for, and I just want to die. I'm not doing drugs, I'm not drinking, like what the fuck, you know? And that's where it got me and I thought, wow, people go through stuff sober. And I think that's the thing is a lot of it is addicts and alcoholics. A lot of times you think you have the, the you know, the monopoly of problems. Everybody has real life right. problems. People go through stuff and everybody thinks that, you know, it's going to be easy. It's not easy. Um, I remember when you were becoming chief. I remember for a number of years, you know, you were working your way up the ranks, and dude, there's no free lunch; it doesn't just happen. You have to persevere. And I still remember the night you got you got voted in. You call me at eleven o'clock at night. Do you remember calling me? I said you better call me if you get in. Listen, I was a part of this. You know, it had to look good arresting somebody that many times. <laughs> the truth be told, I was I was psyched because I knew that there was a time where Woburn would grow, and I knew that the community would have a good leader. Because I I know I can name for you a hundred addicts in that area. And their lives are getting better right now. They're, they are the court system is a disaster, in my opinion. Now, that's my opinion. You are not saying that. I'm saying? I'm saying my opinion is a disaster. They let anybody walk. Like, I always say I'd be dead if it was bad. I used to joke around. I wish I was. they were like that back then, but I would have died. You know, my friend runs the court. I'll say, he just rolls his eyes. It's just, it's not what it used to be. But what is the case is, if people want to get better, if people want help, there is help. Yeah, There is help available. And I think a big misconception, I know my misconception all along was, I can't tell the cops uh, out put me in jail the truth is, the cops definitely knew there's no mystery that a drug problem but as soon as i admitted it there was help it was no, right. no longer pushed into jail it was more hey how can we get you into program that was what's, what's ahead for bob where, i mean where do you get going because i mean, well, you gotta, I mean think about it. you're still young how old are you right now
1: well i'll be 62 in august yeah you're a baby yeah which would i've theoretically of three years before i would be at a mandatory retirement age so they force you out 65 yes yeah
0: um now if you stay late can i get half your pension while you
1: keep working (laughs) do they work that i'm still working (laughs) on that but i I honestly don't know i uh, i'm really focused on the growth of the police department the growth of the city maintaining the level of services that we provide now i mean we're we're really experiencing exponential growth through every sector of the city and um maintaining and trying to hire and have a department that's capable of delivering the level of services that we have with the increase of population whether it's residential into a business it's difficult we're in a very difficult time right now for from a hiring perspective um and i've said i said it to city council hiring right now is anemic at best and i mean we should be increasing and increasing and the funding is there and the mayor provides it it's just a matter of finding the people to hire. And I think that's systemic, not only in policing, but
0: I would say in many sectors of, of commerce yeah. and society. Well, think about it. You know, your whole life you grew up, you want to be a policeman or a firefighter, right? Police be, you know, you get the bad guys, all that stuff that sounds exciting. And, and really, I mean, one of my cousins, we grew up in the same house and he's a state trooper. And it's an admirable job. But in this day and age, I'm sorry, you couldn't give me enough money because everybody disrespects you there's no longer like, i mean think about it. people have they have disrespect the same people are protect them and then as soon as they need it their ass are am like hey i'm calling this guy i just don't i don't know it's kind of the English, kind of like teachers nowadays you go oh, to teachers in front of the students i mean they might have some time off but i'll tell you right now you go in front of these students and they're fra i volunteered at my old high school to catholic i used to teach business ethics at one point i used to say all you have to do is pass because I, I finally figured out the smart boys so the room was dark it's my point. I'm using this board. I feel like a VIP and I'm not getting paid to be there. I'm taking time out of my day to drive over there every Friday, teach and drive home. This kid, I said, don't put your iPad on this kid's face. I said, your, your iPad's on, Mike. No, my iPad's not on. No, your iPad's on. No, it's not on. I said, either you're second coming or Christ, your iPad's on. Your face is glowing. So I walk over his iPad's on. I slam it onto the floor. It breaks. So I fail him. Oh, it's a pass field You got an A or an F with me. The kid's father comes in and wants to meet me with the principal. So I meet. Because of you, my kid's not getting into a good college. I said, no, your kid's weakened to be gets that at home. That was the last time they asked me to volunteer at Highland <laughs> Catholic. But, you know, that's I thought to myself, how do these teachers do it? Right. And, and the only difference between teachers and cops is I like I was talking to one of the guys I work with, the attorney, his son's a state trooper. And I said, you know, I don't understand how there's all these things. Maybe the cops could do something in the car so they don't get shot. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, they got have bulletproof glass goes, they don't have bulletproof glass. I go, they don't have bulletproof glass. He goes, no, it's too expensive. I go, they don't put bulletproof glass on cop cars. I was I was in awe I'm like is this where we scale back money right and so it's kind of a it's a dankless community and you, I was speaking about um, the growth woman they just put in that whole development over by where the Woburn Mall was yes
1: yeah that's um Woburn village
0: that's gonna be a lot uh
1: well it, it has been so we've got the apartment complex in the back which is Avalon there's a, I believe 350 units in it um you know and, and a complete remodeling of the it, of the Woburn Mall area itself. Some great restaurants. Yeah, it looks nice. Nationwide chains. Um, So, you know, our frequency of being there will increase. There's another development at the end of Commerce Way, which is called Emblem 120. There'll be approximately another 300 units in there. So we're we're seeing this great growth. And again, as I said, we need to hire to to maintain the level of service. And it's just a matter of hiring the people to do it. And from the time we decide we need to hire five people, it's about a year between the hiring process, you know, vetting um, from simple background checks, to physicals to physical agility tests, psychologicals, then into a 26 week police academy, they come out, you're into field training for eight to 12 weeks. So it's about a year's lead time to actually put somebody on the street. It's a serious leg time. It is. It, it really is. And again, it, it, you know, it, it, not anybody can be a cop. It's a, it's a very evolving field. And it's far different when I come on in 1983 than it is today. But it, we have to evolve with it. And there's yeah. some great changes. Um, there's some things that haven't been great. But we have to
0: adapt to that. And
1: it's uh, that's part of the process. It's an evolution.
0: It, it's hard. I mean, I can't imagine because you know, if you're a basic cop getting on the job, young a young person, to make a good living, you're gonna have to do some overtime, right? And you know, when people talk about the overtime, they get why don't you stand out in direct traffic in a hundred degree weather, sweating your ass off, or freezing your ass right. off? Whenever I see a cop, I always go grab Dunkin' Donuts, bring it over to them because I don't <laughs> ask because they say they you know, but I just bring a bunch of boxes of Joe's. You're faithful to in doing that, I well, because I'll tell you, I think to myself, like nobody appreciates like. You know, someone's like, oh, that cop made, you know, I know a woman cop who made good money. He's a great kid. And, uh, you know, he's a funny one. The one who we talk about sometimes. And he was always one of the top earners. But he works. I mean, people be like, well, he makes this kind of income. He's a cop. I'm thinking to myself, he works two, th- had three jobs. You can make that kind of money. You he's know? working every day. And, and all day. It,
1: yeah. It, it, it isn't, you're out on your feet all day long, constantly waving traffic, but vigilant of safety of issues, not just for yourself,
0: but for the motoring public. Yeah, it's, it's it's it can be tiresome. Yeah, it's a hard job right now. I mean, we always talk about it. It's it's a job that I always thought at one point in my career, I was like, if I if I didn't have a record, I would retire and become a cop. So I, I love it. I love everything about it because I like the, the idea of a lot of it. But it's all the other stuff. Like early on, your first 10 years, you have to chase money to make money. You know, you have to work really hard and you have to. It's an ongoing people think you just work your way up. You took how many exams do you take a lot? Yeah, I mean, I you mean really- every promotional process is
1: an exam. And, you know, again, it, it I said it from the beginning, perseverance and dedication that starts from the day you get on. And, it, and if you choose to, you know, become a detective, or go through the ranks, there's you in all of that dedication and the perseverance, it continues. You know, it takes time to study. It takes time out of your life to dedicate to that process of studying to be able to achieve that next goal or that next rank or it, it, it's it it takes it, it isn't easy but it's a process and it yeah. can be very rewarding
0: well yeah and i know that because i see you and i and i i never really understood the rewarding part of cops because i didn't have a lot of cops now i have a lot that are friends but when i was younger even before i had a drug issue i just didn't have a lot of cops that were friends but i see the rewarding part i see um it's funny, I, I noticed that I had success, we had success. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's a good feeling when somebody's pulling through. you. Because when you're having a bad day, you don't want to let them down. Right. Does that make sense? And I, I was thinking about it. We're
1: know, not allowed
0: you know, to have bad days. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you can't have bad days, no such thing as a bad day. You know, my, my wife, like I said to her, she, you, you get to have bad days, I don't get these hall passes. I have right. to get up every day. I think one of the biggest things people don't realize is, my first mentor brought me into this business. He said, Ryan, success and excellence are not characteristics of trades. The result of hard work, discipline, and planning. You know, when people say, "Oh, you had good luck in your career," this and that, I said, "Listen, most people in the room when I go to a financial conference, ninety percent are smarter than me. Most of them can pronounce their eyes. They're articulate. They don't <laughs> mumble. But I will outwork you like a savage. And when it comes time to study for exam, I have learning disabilities, reading I will study my ass off. I want it more. And that's that's really right. one thing I've known about you is you've been a bulldog all along. You know, and and." In a, you know, in a quiet, humble way, but you've you made sure you pushed yourself, and um, and I'm sure your daughter learned a lot from that. You know, trades so. they, they absorb trades. You know, they right. certain. You know, Kennedy always says you're the hot. My my stepdaughter always says you're the hottest worker I know. You know, you work more than mom and dad combined. I said, yeah, I want it more. I want you to have a better life. And the truth is, that's the case. But I also love what I do, and I want it right. more because it's who I am. And That's what's giving you the success you have.
1: Well, if you love what you do, it, it's not a job.
0: Yeah, it's kind, it's, it's corny, it's, but it's true. it's absolutely true. I Can't imagine you retiring in three years. I'd love to see what you do your first retirement. You'd be off the wall. I thought I could retire. Well, I'm
1: gonna have to work. There's no you'll way be hunting, I can sit you'll go from
0: hunting animals to hunting people and all kinds of random things. <laughs> you'll be up in the woods with deer and on your head. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I am. Um, it's crazy that they force you out the same age now because times have changed. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? It'd be nice if they kept a chief, at least a chief. Maybe you promote to be a chief, and you keep them on as an advisor to the chief of five. Well, days. I mean that
1: that's that's a possibility in, in retirement. That you know, cities or well, municipalities that they might have a chief that retires, you you know, you can be hired on an interim basis, um, not as a police officer, but as the the chief executive interim for that. Like a time, you can mentor something. right? Yeah, you know, at least they hire a full time chief.
0: So, well, I mean, I love mean, yeah, you know I mean,
1: you love some people at sixty five have life and they're full of yeah, vigor I mean. and vitality and and then some aren't. So it is person dependent, but you you still this it's
0: a young person's job. It's a case by-case basis, but you know, I always say like you're, you're young when you want I mean, yeah you're young, you're young sixty two immature, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immature. <laughs> immature also. yeah, I am definitely immature. But Bobby, thank you for coming out. You're one of the few people I can tell you I can name on my hands. You, Vin, my buddy Billy, my mom, and Paul. There were five people that molded me into the success I have today. I give very I give myself very little credit because the one thing I'll do is work, but there were always God works through people, and you were one of the biggest people he worked through. So thank you. No, thank you. Appreciate it, Bobby. Thank
1: you very much. Thanks for doing it.